Hi, I'm John Fishbein, Senior Program Manager for GFOA. Today we'll be talking with Patrice Sutton, who is the Chief Financial Officer at Lake County, and we'll be talking on the topic of budgeting. Patrice, why don't you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the county that you represent. I am the Chief Financial Officer for Lake County. I've been um, here at the county in various uh, roles since 2010. We are the county just north of Cook County, or the one that has Chicago in it, in Illinois, and we have roughly 700,000 residents. Why don't you provide an update on, you know, what's going on with the work situation there and how COVID-19 has affected, you know, the staffing situation? Well, um, we have recently reopened to the public, so we are open to the public, but... Um, and we are back at work, but we're back at work only in a modified capacity, meaning that um, the work-from-home aspect that we sort of um, improved upon during the COVID pandemic um, is going to continue so that we can maintain social distancing here in the office. So we are back to full strength, but um, half of our finance staff continues to work from home so that we can maintain social distancing. How long do you think that'll last for until the end of the year? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. We're going to follow the Illinois guidelines, I think. So. Okay. And, and I know the answer. Sometimes I don't know the answer to these questions, but I know the answer to this one. What's your fiscal year beginning? We begin our fiscal year on December 1st, so we are right at that halfway point. So how has that affected your 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 budgeting, you know, through through this year and then for the upcoming year. Yep. So we um, are just now launching the fiscal year 21 budget process. So um, the, the fiscal year that starts on December 1st just kicks off. So we do have the benefit of being able to sort of build in what we do know about the COVID impact into the, our fiscal year 21 um, instructions to our department, but the problem is we're only about halfway through fiscal year 20, so we have had to do a great deal of modification to the fiscal year 20 budget um, so that we have some ability to minimize the use of reserves. You've got, how can I put this exactly? You've got the state of Illinois as, and in, 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 uh, let me backtrack a little bit. I had a, a, a gentleman from Moody's on in one of the podcasts earlier today, and he briefly mentioned Illinois and New Jersey, and, and I forgot to ask him this, this question. How does it affect you working, you know, when, when the state is not as financially solid, perhaps, as other states? How does that affect the decisions that you make? Well, um, it does provide uh, some uncertainties with, with all honesty, unfortunately, in, in past years, there have been times when uh, the state has changed the allocation of the state shared revenue, the revenue that they share with us or distribute to us through the local government distributed funds. So we do have to take that into consideration as we put together our budget um, because it has happened in the past. But um, for the most part, you know, it's, it's limited to that impact. Uh, and how much has your revenue dropped so far, you know, in, in, let's say versus, you know, prior year as a comparison? 
Yeah, so um, through six months, we are down 18.4% compared to last year, which in our um, operating funds is $15.6 million. It's pretty significant. And um, even worse, it's across all of the categories in our revenue mix. So when you break out our revenue by category, I was hoping that there were some where there just wasn't an impact, but that's not the case. Unfortunately, every single one of our categories is down compared to the prior year and um, to our budget for fiscal year 20 as well. What about your expenditures? If your revenues are, are unfavorable, what about the expenditures? Have you been able to, you know, pick up the unfavorability in revenues through uh, uh, positive variances in expenditures? Yeah, we were fortunate in that the first several months, actually did come in under budget, so that was um, very positive. Um, also, our departments have really stepped up in tremendous fashion. We um, have taken two different budget actions to the Lake County Board. Um, the first was a $9 million reduction to operations, and um, just today the Lake County Board approved another $8.5 million in operating reduction. So, um, our departments have actually acknowledged the fact that their operations have changed. Um, we have a vacancy freeze, so um, departments are keeping open any vacant positions that they have unless they are directly COVID-related. So um, we're sort of um, compiling all of those savings and taking those to the board every single month, um, trying to make sure that we're keeping up with that impact on the revenue side. So it to me like... Are you favorable to budget, you know, netting revenues or in expenditures, or are you still unfavorable? We are still unfavorable. Um, you know, we rely very heavily. About 33% of our budget is property tax. So um, we just recently passed a um, resolution that allows our homeowners and our property taxpayers to pay over four installments instead of two. So while our budget assumes that the entire payment would be made by now, um, that has now been spread out, and um, we won't be getting some of that revenue until August, and then the September allotment will be spread out, and a portion of that will be paid in November as well. So we're still trying to um, assess the impact of that change, but that's really what got us in, into the, um, the letter. It sounds more like a cash flow rather than a... We have a policy right now in effect for fiscal year 20 that had a range of 27.5% um, to 35%, and the county board had um, settled in on a 31% um, fund balance policy for these operating funds that I was just talking you know, about. You know. In, in, in terms of that budget? Yep, we're still at the 31%. Um, this is something that we report on and talk about each, each um, at every finance committee. Um, unfortunately, because all of our revenue streams are in a negative position now, we did meet one of the criteria to dip into fund reserves. The other one is unemployment, but the, our data is yeah. lagging just a little bit there, but I am confident you know, that will hit that one as well. So it is likely um, that we may have 
to dip into reserves, but we're working really, really diligently with our department to try to mitigate well, that. If you do it possible, like, let's say in your next year's budget, would you have to develop some policies on how you replenish your fund down? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and we've talked about that with the Finance Committee. We will not come to them and ask for um, that ability to dip into reserves without having that mitigation strategy or that replenishment strategy of how we're going to get back up to a minimum balance. It's more of a political question. When you know that you're becoming unfavorable, you're going to have further cuts in revenue, do you ever feel that it's better just go before the board and just do one large sweeping cut or come before the board every month or every six weeks and just do, you know, incremental cuts? How How do you kind of decide? you know, the politics of that? You know, um, we are having a tremendous difficulty actually coming up with the operational cuts. Um, there are two limitations on the personnel strategies that we can utilize because we are more than 50% union, and obviously a lot of our personnel strategies would have to be bargained. So um, in order to come up with equitable solutions, um, it's very, very difficult. Likewise, there are many of our departments that are actually incurring more expenses during this COVID pandemic rather than less, such as our health department, our coroner's office, even our sheriff's department during this time because we do operate a jail. So um, during this time when expenses and even the new unknown, you know, the the post-pandemic world is really going to be very different than our our normal was before, and so departments are very nervous about cutting their budget, um, not really knowing what's to come. So it's been very difficult for us to even, you know, make the monthly allotments that we've been making, so we've been using that methodology so that we can really think through the thoughtful strategy. In five, five and a half months, when do you really start focusing on, on how you're going to put that together, or, or have you even thought about it yet? Yep, so um, the departments are in the process right now of um, putting together their submissions. We have given them some guidance that is a very, very significant cutback from the current year's uh, approved budget. And so we're still in those early discussions with the departments, trying to help them figure out how they're going to meet the reduced budget levels or targets that we've set for them Um so it's it's a little bit of a struggle just trying to help the departments well, figure out how they're going to need to departments. If you said over fifty percent of your employees are are through collective bargaining, how does that work then? If your departments are kind of making decisions, isn't it difficult making decisions without the consent of the uh, collective bargaining groups? Yeah, so we are actually trying to think through that right now. We've put together a budget impact task force, and it's made up of all of the department heads as well as independently elected officials that run departments as well. And we're just really trying to come up with strategies that are fair to our non-union employees as well as the union employees, and that's a difficult um, task. But unfortunately, in these operating funds, about 67% of our budget is personnel. So we are having to focus in on that. Um, we are looking at capital as well. Obviously, capital deferrals or capital project deferrals are another option um, that we likely are having to tap into as well. But 
um, we're really focusing on those um, discretionary services that departments conduct right now and, and whether or not we're going to be able to continue those, as well as the personal strategies um, that would it help us both immediately and into the future because we are expecting that the impact of this pandemic will actually linger on at least one year and, and probably more. We have um, additional work in a new courthouse. There was some work that was left undone. So, um, you know, our court system has done a fabulous job of going virtual. And so they are continuing to do that as we are under, um, you know, reduced guidelines due to the pandemic. And so because they have so effectively gone digital, um, we are able to defer some of the capital so projects that were um, dedicated to our virtual that some of the capital you may never have to do? Yeah, we actually reassess on an annual basis. So it has been taken out of the capital improvement program um, for this year, at least temporarily, and then as part of our budget process that's just now kicking off, we will reassess whether or not that will go back into the five-year plan or not. Or issue due death during this uh, COVID-19 period. Okay, well, Patrice, I wanted to thank you for your time. Have not. And this will wrap up our conversation with Patrice Sutton from Lake County. I'm John Fishbein, and thank you for joining us.